Hi there, and welcome to the Pearls from My Mom podcast. Every mom has special pearls of wisdom she passes on to her kids. In this podcast, we'll be talking about those pearls of wisdom, as well as the life lessons that our moms have passed down to us. We will be sharing to keep the legacy alive. Hello and welcome to the Pearls from My Mom podcast. My name's Jesse. I'm your host. Thank you everybody so much for tuning in and I can't wait till you hear the interview today. I'm talking with special guest Charles Kelly and he is from the Something Random podcast, which is a comedy podcast and that means that the tone of this interview is a bit lighter than I think the other episodes that I've put out there, but I think it's great. He has used humor to be able to deal with his the passing of his mom, which obviously obviously is a pretty heavy subject matter and a terribly tragic thing. So I hope you enjoy the tone today. It's a bit lighter and let's get going. Hey, Charles, how are you? I am doing okay. It's, I, I wouldn't say early. It's early for somebody who works in media. Uh, whenever I talk to my theater or my film friends, they're always like, oh man, I had to wake up at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, that's terrible. But it's nine o'clock where I'm at. So it's a little early for us, uh, us theater kids. All right. So it might take us a while to, to get w- woken up here, I guess. huh? Yeah, I've got, uh, like we were talking a little bit before, I have a little bit of caffeine in me. It's starting to kick in, I think, like halfway through the podcast when I start like, like you'll hear some audible shakes in my desk. <laughs> that's when the coffee like really sinks in. So I think we'll be good there. I'll have a warning. It's about to get crazy up in here then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. <laughs> So I'm so happy that you're doing this. You're actually the first man on the Pearl podcast. Wow. I know. I'm very excited that you're here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to bring some of my other comedy friends with dead moms. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. We love that. We all just hang out and just talk about dead moms. So I'll just bring all my guy friends on. We'll do like a group dead mom podcast. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. We were talking, Charles and I were talking before we we pushed the record button here. And, uh, you know, Charles is a comedian. He's very funny. And um, that's debatable. Let's let's be real here. I think I'm funny. I don't know about other people. (laughs) It's all subjective. You know, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Exactly. But we were talking about how, you know, we do use humor and I use humor. My mom's only been gone for two years and I try to use humor, but I know that sometimes it makes people that are not don't, they don't have the same sense of humor that I do it makes them uncomfortable um, but you know we're not we're not going to try to say anything you know terrible here today but you know it might, it's a little bit lighter than a normal episode which I which I'm totally into I'm, I hope you guys enjoy it because I'm already enjoying myself so far mm-hmm. so perfect so let's jump right in Charles I want you to tell us about your mom what kind of person was your mom my mom okay so there's there's a bit this is <laughs> this is one of those questions where I um I like to do a before and after um because the person my it's kind of weird saying but the person that I thought my mom was beforehand and the person that I thought my mom was after she had died were two different people I feel like okay um and that's that's kind of strange to say but um I I hope it'll make sense once I kind of get into this. But before my mom died, I I thought she was kind of an incredible woman. Uh, She did deal with some, some, uh, um, she was an alcoholic, so she dealt with that. Uh, But she was also a teacher. She, She worked at the local college. She taught medical classes. She was consistently trying to better people and better students and trying to help people learn. And, and, uh, she, she was always, I, I would say she worked so hard to make sure that people uh, l- 
learn. And, and that's, that's incredible. And so I thought beforehand, my mom was this like incredible person who had some, some problems here and there. And, uh, that's, that's how I felt about my mom, uh, before she died. So. Okay. So that's, uh, um, I mean, that's, that's a tough thing. And, and it's interesting because I usually end up talking with women, like I told you before. Right. And if, being a woman, I understand the relationship with moms and daughters are usually pretty complicated, at least at some yeah. point. You know, like my mom and I did, and I, I think people listen to my story, they think everything was like really rosy. Um, and towards the end, it was. I absolutely appreciated my mom, loved her, showed her as much as I could. But, right. you know, there was a time where it was pretty complicated. So I'm kind of interested to find out now. I know we're going to get into, uh, you know, what you learned about her after after her death. But how was your relationship with her when she was alive? It, it was it was hit or miss. Um, I think the relationship between my mom and I were strained. I, I was kind of a hooligan in my late teens. Mm -hmm. uh, so she kind of had to deal with that. Um, and then I had moved back in with her uh, right before she died. And... Uh, so I don't think she, I, I don't think she was, I, I don't know. I, I it's kind of hard. I, I, I can't really ask her at this point to see if uh, she was okay with me moving back in with her when I was 25. But, um, uh, we, right at the end, we, we had a great relationship and it was, uh, but there was a lot of straining, of, you know, with, with drug addiction, with her drug addiction, mm -hmm. dealing with that kind of stuff. I had to, um, deal with that and deal with like some serious problems when I was 11 and 12. And so like trying to deal with that as a 12 year old, trying to deal with walking my mom through shards of glass to try to get her sober as somebody who is so young. Once I was in my late teens and early twenties, I, I didn't feel like they were like my mom and my dad. And we're not talking about my dad. Um, but I feel like they weren't really my family. The, the people around me were my family. Hmm. And that was hard to deal with um, on that side. And that, you know, tumultuous relationship was something that had to be dealt with. And I'm glad that we did because being on good terms with somebody when they die, is kind of, kind of rare mm -hmm. from what I hear. You know, everybody always regrets the the relationship they were in. My uh, aunt who, um, my mom's sister mm -hmm. con consistently talks when we talk about it, about how she regrets that they weren't in a better place when my mom died. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I, I'm so glad that I was able to be in a good relationship with her by the time that she died. And that's, that's horrible to say, but I'm like, yes, that's, that's a plus one for me. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's horrible to say, like, <laughs> you know, you're describing something that had to be really difficult being 11, 12. I mean, that is like for everybody. I don't know anybody that was like, oh, that was the awesome time in my life. Like it was right. Oh, yeah. Like changing and physically and mentally. And it's like to, to, to try to do that and then to try to also help your parent through something so strenuous. I mean, like, I can't even imagine. So, you know, I, I don't think it's terrible to say at all. It's, you know, you got to a good place and it sounds like you're at peace with that. And that's, I guess, really all you could ask for, you know, like, yeah, well, that's, I mean, so that's, it's good to hear actually. Um, so just so we have like a little bit of context, how long has your mom been gone? 
Uh, on October 11th. So I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to be released. I don't know if it's like this week, next week, or what. But uh, October 11th is going to be the four-year anniversary. Four years, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it's pretty pretty new. A lot of times when I talk to people, it's been you know several years. It takes them a while to get to talk about it. So right. Um, how? I mean, were you? It's, for me, it's been two years. And you know, the day after she died, I was like ready to talk to people about it. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I was. I was kind of forced to talk about it right off the bat. Um, the situation um, that happened was. I, so I was I was living with her at the time um, due to some financial problems, uh, and then she died. And within a week, we had to uh, bring in all the family, sell the house, do a giant garage sale, get rid of everything uh, because we didn't have space for it. So in that week, I was kind of forced to not only do like communicate with my family about trying to sell this house and trying to get everything figured out, but also work as well. You know, I had, so I run a, a video production business and uh, we, we work with live theater and we film, we film live theater is, is a big part of our business that weekend. So she died on Friday, a Friday, mm-hmm. Thursday or a Friday. I think it was a Thursday night, Friday. And then on Sunday, I was forced to record a, a musical. Wow. So it was like already off the bat. I was forced to work. I was forced to talk about it. And everybody wanted to talk about it. You know, and that's just how people outside of the situation try to deal with it in their own way and try to be positive and helping. Mm -hmm. And it helped and it didn't in its own ways. And yeah, so that's that's I was I was kind of forced into talking about it. I I still feel like um, I'm still going through the grieving process. Uh, there are, there are some people in my life who have been, and they're not in my life anymore, but they're like, oh, it's been six months since your mom died. Why aren't you over this? And it's like, all right, come on, come on, dude. Let's, let's be real here. That's not how people deal with it. No, not at all. Now you, I mean, that's incredibly intense that like you had to, you know, sell the house and get, you know, like inform the family and all of that stuff. I, and I take it, she didn't know that she was like, had she been getting her stuff in order? She didn't know that she was, she was going to pass. Oh, it was, it was all of a sudden. Uh, so let's, let's, I'll, I'll, let's, let's just be completely blunt. My mom died of a drug overdose. Um, she died of, um, she, she had been taking quite a bit of extra opiates to deal with some serious pain that she was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was addicted to opiates at the end, apparently she was really kind of taking those. So, um, so that's, I, I don't know if it was that and then a combination of alcohol as well, or if it was just the opiates, but she, she died all of a sudden. The night before, she was laughing, playing um, games with one of her friends, and then that night, about two o'clock in the morning, is when I found out that she had passed. Okay, so you didn't have any time to prepare, you know, like well for. It was just ripping that bandaid off, and I talked to some of my friends, and I, I am so glad on like for for my end of things that it happened so suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I couldn't imagine having somebody deal with this over time, you know, just like that slow crawl to death. I don't, I don't think that I could handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that it, like looking back on it, I'm glad that it was 
the way it was. Sure. And I, it's interesting because like my mom, she was diagnosed with cancer and in eight months she was gone. And uh-huh. I actually wrote a blog post that said, you know, I felt lucky that she had been diagnosed as terminally ill because I did feel like I got to tie up everything with her. Um, and I had time right. for myself. And I was always curious to see about people, you know, who are on the other end of the spectrum. If, But like, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the, I guess if there's one good thing about cancer that you could possibly say is that it's awful. And by the time it's done, you feel relieved for that person. Yeah. And I mean, that's <laughs> when I talk about comedy and I, I, I do some bits here and there and I talk about like, like one of, one of my go-to jokes is, you know, I'm kind of, glad my mom died uh and i go off on that and and do a little tangent but it's 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 true i'm i'm glad that you know that pain that the problems that they were having are over and i'm glad that that relief feeling is kind of there it's i i i think it's kind of interesting that you felt that relief from eight months of cancer and i felt that relief after this as well that's kind of interesting that both sides of this this the spectrum kind of feel the same thing Mm -hmm. well it sounds like your mom was you know i mean ill in a way you know i mean like she had yeah she had and so you know i guess i could right it was it was a lot more hidden um at the end um it was it it caught me by surprise to 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 be real that she had been taking a lot of drugs i know that she had a lot of pain Mm -hmm. uh from like problems with dental work that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but I wasn't under the impression that it was uh, as bad of a situation as it was. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes into the whole story of like the before and after. She was really good at hiding things about her life and about like life mm-hmm. in general from my brother and myself. And I thank her for that. And I think because <laughs> there's a lot more on the back end of things about her life that I'm glad that she didn't bring into our lives. Oh, I can imagine. So yeah, you want to share with us, like, what are, because you said it, you, you know, there, it was like, there was the before and the after, like, what did you learn about her after? You don't have to get into specifics or anything like that. If you, uh, it, I, I, uh, learned that my, my family has a bit more of a soap opera, uh, lifestyle mm-hmm. um i think i think this is fine to say i don't i don't think honestly i i doubt any of my family is going to listen to this podcast <laughs> so i think i'm in the clear if they do i'll deal with it on the back end sure. but um she she had been addicted to some harder drugs when she was younger she actually uh was dating my uncle uh before she started dating my my dad so she and my uncle were in uh, rehab together uh, and they were dating in there. And then she broke up with my uncle and started dating my dad and got married to my dad, had me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's it's all these things that I have learned like that and a lot of other things that I'm not going to go into on the podcast, but a lot of like bits of information that I had never known and my family had never brought up with me mm-hmm. when when she was alive. And I'm I'm honestly, I'm kind of glad about that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of intriguing to learn about it after the fact. And I'm glad that that wasn't brought up uh, when I was a kid. If, if that was brought up and I was dealing with the alcoholism at 12 years old, uh, plus dealing with the fact that, you know, my, 
mom and my uncle were dating at some point. I don't I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah, that would have that would have at 12 years old too much for sure. Yeah. Well, it's you know, I mean, there's I think every family has some side of soap opera-ness, you know, I mean, like, it's funny because you see families and especially with social media and stuff today, everybody's putting on the, and I do it too, but like, you know, you put all the good pictures up and you don't put all the, you know, weird twisted stuff, but like most families have something that's weird and twisted. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, talking about that, I've, I've tried to make a habit of not doing the positivity on Facebook. I mean, like trying to promote who I am uh, in a correct light. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helping. And I mean, like, this is something that I'm helping my friends with who are dealing with depression, dealing with that kind of stuff. And just we, with social media, everybody has this, uh, hyper positivity and fake positivity, mm -hmm. even if they're dealing with some serious stuff. And, um, this is something that I'm recommending to a lot of people nowadays is to be honest with who you are. If you're having a rough day, if you're dealing with serious stuff, you don't have to like, say it and be dramatic about it but say hey you know this is not a good time in my life if anybody you know if you if you believe in prayer that kind of stuff if you want to send some fuzzy feelings my way that kind of stuff because it also helps other people who are dealing with these stuff that feel alone because they feel like everybody is so hyper positive and um yeah i i always recommend to people be honest on social media, but that's, that's a digression, you know, <laughs> that's, that's way beyond the point. We're talking about dead moms here. Let's get back to the point. Get back to that. But I mean, I think, you know, you did hit the nail on the head. I, I, that's the whole reason I started this was just so that people didn't feel alone. Cause it is, it's, mm -hmm. it's super sad. Like it's the worst possible thing that could probably happen in your life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I wanted to try to help that. So you have a brother, you said. Yes. I've got a brother. Is he older or young? You're the, uh, I'm the older brother. The older brother. He's, he's so uh, three years and three months young. Oh, that's like same me and my sister. I'm the younger one. Oh, nice. do, do you guys help each other? Like, does he have? You <laughs> uh, I love my brother. Uh, we don't. We've eh, we've never had a really close relationship, and that's uh, I. I'll talk to him every couple months, but it's just I. I don't know. Like my internal monologue thinks that he kind of blames me for my mom's death, and I know that's probably not what he actually believes. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's never been we've never been close. It's always been hard for us as siblings to kind of be there for each other. He also lives across the country. He lives in Virginia with my dad, so mm -hmm. it's not not easy to. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm in Canada. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, he's he's such a talented, you know, strong individual, and he's hilarious. And when we talk, it's great. But it's it's kind of kind of hard for us to have those conversations. And I feel like he's probably thinking the same way. It's like, oh, you know what? My brother's great, but we just don't talk because it's just hard for us to do that. Sure. Well, that makes sense. I'm just curious. Well, so why why tell her story now? I mean, like what you you actually contacted me, which I think is awesome and I'm so happy. To yeah. But what drew you to to want to talk about your mom's story? And I don't. Well, it's a few different reasons. I think that there's a lot of stories where when I hear about like people passing away and this that we have a tendency of getting um rose tinted glasses about their lives and that's okay and i think that's totally fine but i think it's also so important for us to realize and accept the the crap in life and to kind of move on and when we like like have such a fake positive view about a person's life i feel it 
affects us in a negative way. Um, when I when I see my family, and I I know they mean the best, and they're trying to do good things, but I feel I personally feel, and this is it can be kind of cynical, um, but I feel like they're not doing my mom and the person justice by not talking about you know in my mom's case the alcoholism drug addiction you know talking about these things because it that's part of who she was mm -hmm. and i mean like it's not who she was it's not the 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 main aspect of who she was but she struggled through this and she persevered through drug addiction through all this stuff and when you have people and i listen to these stories all the time about like oh they they remove all the crap to just talk about the good things but how did they get to those good places is because of like for my mom's case it's so much more interesting of a story to say hey my mom was was addicted to drugs but she was always consistently trying to help people as well like dealing with her own demons but also kind of taking on others is so much more of an intriguing story to me as a storyteller and as somebody who likes to hear interesting stories mm -hmm. and it's also helped me with like the realism of what's actually happening and yeah i think if that makes sense oh, i think it totally does i think that's important yeah. and it is hard because like you know i'm flipping through the pictures and yeah there was some stuff about my mom that wasn't awesome just as as everybody has but yeah and, and nobody's perfect and i mean that's that's the thing is it yeah no go ahead i interrupt no you're so right but the struggles that we go through are things that help us become you know the people that we are and help us become better and stronger like i don't know anybody that's just like a straight up above board awesome person throughout their whole entire life and then yeah exactly you know i mean like to do to be incredible you kind of have to go through some hard times and and so i think that's really i think that's excellent i think that's a great reason to want to tell her story so do you have any stories about her i know that like it seems like there was a lot of you know I mean, she was going through a lot for sure throughout your childhood. And but do you have any stories or favorite memories of her? Yes. Okay. Um, and I was thinking about this, and I'm probably going to cry here. Uh, well, 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 I'll get a little teary. I'm already getting a little teary, so this is going to be great. Um, but when I was in high school, my mom and I would, or my mom would help me because I was in, I was a theater kid, I was in choir, I was in that kind of stuff. Uh, the the choir would do um like concerts and i mean they would they would work at concerts so we would work at the budweiser center that's um right here in fort collins or fort collins loveland it's right in and we would work behind the scenes cooking the food to help raise money for um for concerts that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and my mom and i would always go do that because not only do we uh help the school and help the the choir and stuff like that but we would see like really incredible concerts as well mm -hmm. so on the other side of things my mom was in love and addicted to everything bob dylan okay um that's awesome so yeah so uh there was a concert at i believe it was the budweiser center it may may have been the 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 lori center here in fort collins i can't remember exactly where it was at. uh but we weren't as a as a group scheduled to um work that concert and my mom's like i have to go see bob dylan i have to do this um so the the choir director got in touch with everybody we got scheduled to do that show and uh my mom was 
not working at all the entire time where she was supposed to, which kind of sucked because it was one less person to help out behind the scenes. But to see her listen to Bob Dylan live again um, was incredible. Um, and then at the end of the show, uh, one of our one of our uh, uh, one of my close friends, uh, Justin, he's handicapped and he can't walk downstairs. So we we're told to take the elevator, which goes down and behind the stage. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did this before the show was over, like right before the show was over. So we could get out of the show before everybody else was done. So we were downstairs and they're like, Oh, we need you guys to stop really quick. The band's going to come on out. And the, the high pitched noise that my mom make made the squeal that came out of my mom when Bob Dylan walked backstage and addressed her and said, thank you for coming to the show was, was probably so high pitched that only dogs could hear it at that point. Uh, and it's, it was so incredible. And she talked about it. Oh, I hit my microphone. I apologize. Right. Uh, she talked about it consistently uh, until, uh, until she passed away. And it's, it's one of my favorite stories to tell because it was so such a positive thing and to see her meet her idol was great. Oh yeah. That sounds amazing. That's awesome. yeah. I would tell that story too for like I'd like <laughs> I'd like meet new people and I'd be like nice to meet you thank you for you know coming and checking my meter did you ever did you hear about the time that I met Bob Dylan <laughs> right yeah you know that's that's a great thing you know it's like hi my name is Charles Kelly I uh, met Bob Dylan one day yeah, me, and uh, yeah <laughs> that's awesome I think that's a great memory that's a- it's it's a great memory and I mean I, it, it's funny to say that a majority of the memories that I have of my mom are Bob Dylan based, mm-hmm. but that's, that's who she was. Uh, she was in love with Bob Dylan. We would go and get classic Bob Dylan vinyls. Um, we would like new albums um, of Bob Dylan. If they were released on vinyl, we would go and search at local stores to try to find them. We would go see Bob Dylan together. I would, sneak her the bob dylan christmas album by the way if you haven't heard the bob dylan christmas album it's wonderful and i it's not even like sarcastic like everybody's like oh bob dylan has a christmas album it's great it's fun i, I highly recommend it all right that's actually what i'm plugging this week is the bob dylan christmas album so okay that sounds awesome i'm totally into bob dylan and i yeah. love christmas and so bam two things right there i'm into it yeah exactly <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, the show is called Pearls from My Mom. And it's basically, you know, I want, it started, I wanted to get the pearls of wisdom that my mom had given me throughout her life out there. And she had a lot of right. cliche things that I, I don't know if moms say this to their son. You know what? I have a son and I say these things to him. So I guess they do. But, you know, just stuff like if he can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, you know, that kind of stuff. And, more deeper pearls of wisdom that she had given me about how to live my life. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a phrase, but what do you think the best advice your mom ever gave you or the best pearl of wisdom that you took away from her life was? Um, I would say that overall, the best piece of advice that she gave me was um, tattooed on my wrist. Um, I have a a greater than or equal to sign tattooed on my wrist. And, um, there's a there's an Ernest Hemingway quote where he talks about how true nobility is is better is not being better than other people, but that true nobility is being better than one's previous self. Hmm. And that's paraphrasing a little bit. I don't think I have the quote memorized, but uh, that alone is something that my 
parents in general and my mom specifically tried to remind me consistently that it's not it's not about being better than you know Jeff down the road. It's not being better than the Jones. Trying to consistently better yourself every day. And if you can say tomorrow that you are better a better person and doing better at what you're trying to accomplish in life than you were yesterday, then that's a success, no matter where you are in your life. Whether that is, hey, I didn't take drugs today. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredible. Yeah. You are a better person than you were. And that's something that my mom always strived to teach me and my brother. And I mean, she wouldn't say it as eloquently, but um, yeah, that's, I think that is the best advice that my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. And I love that you have the the tattooed reminder of it so that you can can kind of, it seems like it really affected your life. It was something that you're always kind of striving for and working towards. I think that's amazing. Right. And uh, it's kind of a joke too. People look at the tattoo and they say, oh, it looks like a four because it's greater than or equal to sign. So on sideways, it's like a four. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, what does the four mean? Are you like the fourth kid? I'm like, no, it's my forearm. Uh, so it's so dumb i like it i'm into that that's a someday you know that's like a dad joke that's what a dad that's that's oh yes yes (laughs) i love dad jokes but that's a different podcast that's the dad joke podcast i'm gonna be on that next perfect perfect Um, so i always like to talk to people about their grieving process and i think this will be interesting you know it's been four years since your mom's been gone Uh, yeah and so we, we, I mentioned it a little bit at the top of the show. I know you said you use humor, but how has your grieving process been in the last four years? Uh, I would say it's, it's a consistent battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's gotten easier to talk about it. And, you know, starting right off the bat and talking about everything that happened right off the bat has helped, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but I still think this day that I wasn't really given time to grieve, to really process everything that happened. Because uh, the moment the moment that she passed away, you know, like I said, it was consistently just trying to trying to sell the house for me and trying to find a you know a, a new apartment, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I kind of in in the craziness that was the first month past my mom passing away, um, I I didn't have time and I kind of um, just spent well, I mean. Let's let's I'll go back a little bit because I, I like that one. Okay. Awesome. That's good. But um yeah, that last that entire first month past my mom passing, uh I didn't give myself the time and I didn't have the since then I have worked so consistently and been doing things so consistently that it's like having time set aside to free hasn't hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean in this last this last year, this last year and a half, I've kind of realized there's still a lot of, um, I wouldn't say negative feelings there, but there are some there are some feelings that I haven't dealt with, mm-hmm. um, and that's why uh, I've been doing a little bit more comedy. I've been doing a little bit more than that, and trying to use my humor to deal with that in a positive way. Sure. So that's that's been my grieving process. Two and a half years later, uh, uh, I started, and then now four years later, I'm kind of finally okay about everything 
Well, that's, I mean, I, I get so frustrated when I read stuff about grief because, you know, it, they say it's this like curve and you go through this thing and you go through this thing and it's never any of those things. Like it's all, oh, yeah. I could go through all those things in an hour. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think the best piece of advice that I got about the grieving process, uh, I don't even know the woman's name. It was the night my mom passed. They, well, first off, because it was a, this is kind of kind of sad and kind of dark, but uh, I was taken to the police station because they thought it could have been a, a, a murder at first, uh, and then they thought it was suicide, and then they realized that it was was this. But I talked to some woman at the police station uh, when the police were kind of going through everything that could have possibly happened, mm -hmm. uh, and she she gave me the best piece of advice and i give this to everybody who's going through shit mm -hmm. uh sorry stuff it's okay i don't know if i'm allowed to curse here i think that might be the uh, first curse word that we've ever had but it's I'm, what I'm okay okay <laughs> i i curse if anybody listens to my podcast i and they don't enjoy cursing i apologize i'm trying my hardest right now not to to blow a lot of f-bombs here but you're that's a beautiful it. job charles thank you i try so hard <laughs> uh, but she told me that the way that I'm dealing with uh, grief, dealing with my mom's death, is the right way for me. Mm. And that's going to be completely different from somebody else. And it's going to be completely different for this person. But the way that I'm handling it in this moment is the right way because I'm moving forward. Even if I'm moving back, I'm still moving forward. And I was like, that is like amazing. And I thought like, thinking about this like years down the road i'm like that is such good advice for everything in life but i'm dealing with it my own way and it's the right way for me even if i'm taking a couple steps back as long as i'm moving forward i'm moving forward and i was like that's that's perfect oh yeah that's that's an amazing piece of advice and i think right like even now thinking about my own you know situation i always like to interject interject my story into other people's yeah sorry about that but uh no no you're fine yeah <laughs> how dare you this is my this is my hour um so i but like my sister she's different than i am she right you know she she doesn't like to talk about it a whole lot she's not she's a she's not against talking about it but i'm like like you like i'm like out there and i'll be talking to a random person and i will just bring up my mom because it's so important for me to you know kind of keep sharing and keep her her world alive in my world but then my sister she doesn't do that and you know i'm always like i wish she would do that but then i guess you know that's she's doing what's right for her so you you actually helped me today charles thank you very much oh i'm so glad i could help you send me the therapy bill later yeah it's <laughs> my my hourly is is kind of rough so i'll send you that bill it's all right it's all right it can't be therapist <laughs> that i actually do see it's terrible yeah. Um, so do you have, I mean, that's, I think that's great advice. And I think that, that I hope everybody, you know, takes that piece away with them, but do you have any traditions or anything that you carry on in her honor? Any way that you, you still try to keep her, you know, around for yourself? Yes. Um, so, well, a few, a few different things. Um, I, I, uh, I have her ashes. Um, and this is kind of, this is really kind of dark and I don't know if it's going to play very well on audio. I think it's hilarious. Okay. Um, but um, when we when we got her ashes, we you know you you decide on what kind of urn that you want. Mm -hmm. My brother and I were like, oh my gosh, my mom loves books. She loves all this stuff. So we bought this beautiful like pink marble book urn. Um, well, beautiful. It looked beautiful in the book. Let's just say that because when we got it, 
It was this giant thing that looked like a computer tower. Oh, super. <laughs> like with a with a with a disk drive. Like that big? Yeah, it wasn't like big big, but it was still like it was still like pretty large. <laughs> it wasn't book sized by any means. Oh. So now I have this giant pink computer uh with my mom's ashes <laughs> uh sitting in the corner. Uh uh and I I I think that's kind of I look at it and I laugh and it it makes me kind of realize the, just the the crazy weird story that's behind it and um so i have i have my mom's ashes i also uh on october 11th when uh the anniversary of her death i take the day off um not for myself because i can handle it but for her um and i just play bob dylan all day and i just let myself just sob listening to bob dylan usually the uh modern times album because that was one of her favorite ones that was one of the first ones she introduced to so that's beautiful yeah i think that's amazing do you i always ask this question sometimes you know i believe that my mom visits me because i'm you know whatever like and i like we don't have to get into like religion and so like but i right that sometimes you know like i see a cardinal and i'm like all right that's my mom like it's just you know i got these little weird things do you have anything like that at all or yes okay i am so first off, I am staunchly like non-spiritual, non non uh believer. I'm pretty pretty scientific brain. Um, but even even then there are some weird, weird circumstances where I see um things happen and I don't have any off the top of my head, but I I always it, it always catches me off guard when I'm like, that's a weird coincidence mm-hmm. that happened. And, yeah i like that and i think i think it's neat to have those little things like i um i haven't dreamed about her in a while but i remember the the first time i did and it seemed so real it seemed like she was there right woke up and i was so sad and i was like not sad you know i was like i felt good because i felt like i got to talk to her but then i'm like yeah exactly that's happened to me times, and i'm like hey i gotta hang out with my mom in my brain for an hour yes i love that and i'm so happy that happens to other people I, i think that's a good thing so i this is a tough one um and you can be as humorous as you want if you want. Like, okay. You know, that's how you deal. And I'm I'm into that. I like it. But is there any I I like to ask, like, are there any regrets or anything that you wish that you could say to her now that she's gone? Um uh if <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'll kind of use uh so at her funeral, um, I was the one was the first one to speak. And I was the only one with a written down speech. And I'll kind of um say what I say there what I wish I had told her uh, and thanked her for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I wish I could say thank you for being such a pain in my ass <laughs> because if if she wasn't consistently trying to help me become a better person, I, I wouldn't be here today. I, I mean, I, I probably would have committed suicide at some point. That's super dark. And I, I mean, we could talk, we could talk about that on the, the suicide podcast that you're starting mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> you never know um but that's what i wish i could tell her thank you for being a pain in my ass thank you for making me drive to consistently be a better person well i think that i mean I, I think that's super legit like you know like people people go through hard times and people yeah. i mean that's what a mom really is supposed to be for right like she's supposed to correct you and she's supposed to help get you through the tough times and and so i think that's amazing do you think um do you think she would be like proud of you for what you're doing yeah, yeah i think so yeah i think 
I, I think she would be proud for how far I've come um, since being a, a hooligan teenager. Mm -hmm. um, having, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. You never know. I, I think she would still be like, uh, well, why aren't you further along and trying to push me even further? Uh, but I think overall, yeah, she would be happy to see where I am. I think she would too. I think you know, just just from the work that I've heard heard you do on your podcast, oh. and, and like you seem like a really good person, so I'm sure that she would be, and um, and that's amazing. So, anything else you want to say, or let's should we talk about your podcast? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it kind of goes into that whole set of things is, is positivity. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to bring to the world of my podcast. I mean, it's it's a stupid comedy podcast where we talk about movies, talk about theater and we talk about video games and we talk about all these different things mm -hmm. but even with the, the terrible movies that we watch when we talk about those we try to be as positive as we possibly can about everything okay. um because it's art in the end these people are creating art and even the most terrible movie has something positive about it because these people are creating something out of nothing and that's amazing so when you watch a terrible movie, you're like, oh, that was horrendous, but what was that about it? And that's, I'm so tired of, of listening to, to movie podcasts where people are so cynical because the world has become so cynical. That's what I'm trying to move past um, is cynicism of this world and try to be positive because there's so much to be positive about. Um, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do is just slowly bring positivity back I think that's awesome. And I think, I think that's, I mean, the, I'm going to do a, a little short episode on, you know, the different little pearls of wisdom, but I've just been having so much fun talking to people. But one of the ones that I wanted to do was if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I think that what is, what is your mom's pearl of wisdom? Oh gosh. My favorite one. Mm -hmm. She said, you take the best and you leave the rest. So it was her way of, of just saying, look, like, lots of lots of crap happens to you in life you know like there are good right there are bad things but you should focus on the good stuff so it, it's it's along the same the same veins of positivity that you're talking about right and as an artist and as a as a creative myself i you know i've got my bachelor's in theater and yay jazz hands theater <laughs> and um you know i do music and i do art and stuff like that and i i do i i think you're right you know you do every there's got to be something redeeming some redeeming quality to every piece of something that you know creativity that that people put out there it can't just all be cynicism so i think that that you're doing really good work so it's called the something random podcast yes so it's called the something random podcast uh it's, it's all about entertainment so we talk about movies television video games uh theater we kind of run the gamut it, we don't limit ourselves um it is not safe for work so just be aware of that when you listen to the podcast uh uh, we do have a tendency of dropping dropping a couple f bombs here and there, and you know making some some not as family friendly jokes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just, just be aware of that. But it's all it's all in fun, and it's all you know to make the world a more positive place. Uh, and that's uh, an offshoot of my business partner Michael, who's also on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Him and I's business. We run uh, something random media, which is a, a video production, uh, photography, and audio business out of uh, northern Colorado mm -hmm. um, and we work with all the theater companies uh, well I wouldn't say all of them but a, a good majority of the theater companies to help them create uh, video production work whether that be filming their show or creating 
commercial for them or do that and we get to do what we love and I mean, how many people really say that i know that's yeah. awesome like that's yeah that's why when i tell people i got my degree in theater most people say what do you what do you do with that and i'm like oh well, i started a podcast that's you know <laughs> the best way to do it that's right. seriously that's right so if people would... also i love your podcast so sorry to interrupt you but i love listening to your podcast it's it makes me like when i listen to it i've been sobbing consistently <laughs> and that's a good thing like i but i but then again i cry at everything me let's too. be real here i cry like commercials and i see a commercial that comes on and like like the family is getting along or on the commercial like and i'm like oh my god they got their cialis yeah. it's so hard oh, feel so good <laughs> Well, thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. I, I'm a crier too. I like, I'll see like a, an old couple holding hands and I'll be like, it's just so, you know, I mean. I know. I tear up. Like if a horse is running in slow motion, oh man, that gets me. Oh, it's always, it, the mane's all flowy. Let's not even talk. I know. I'm like, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. I can't, I can't deal. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you listen and your, your podcast is on my list of stuff I don't listen to uh -huh. around my children. Right. Yep. Got, I, understandable. Yeah, I've got the the like the murder shows and the <laughs> your podcast and some of the other comedy podcasts. Those are on one list, and then I've got right. unexplained and like you know stuff that like is okay to listen to and the kids. What? Okay. So what? What is your favorite like family friendly podcast? I guess unexplained. I just I like that guy's voice. I I don't know what unexplained is. What is what is that? It's a, it's a British dude. And he talks about like just weird random coincidences in the world and like not necessarily UFO. It got like the 2016. It it won an award, so it's like okay. popular. But um, it's uh, I, I can't. It's unexplained. I can't even explain what unexplained is about. He just talks about right. different phenomena, like you know, uh, poltergeists and you know different things like that. But That's very, awesome. yeah, it's not. It's not scary. Like I listen to a lot of murder podcasts, which may surprise some people. Uh, <laughs> I think. I mean, we're both in the podcast we listen to group, right? Yeah. yeah, that's that's where we met. Yeah. I mean, everybody is obsessed with. Let's be real here. Everybody's obsessed with true crime. Which I'm glad it's, I joined that group because, like, I kind of felt like you know, like I get done teaching a kids class in the morning, I get in the car, and it's like, and then he cut her head off, and I'm like, ah, oh, like I don't. <laughs> I thought there's something wrong with me, but I realized that it, it's not. I'm not. I'm not weird. Right. No, it's it's a normal thing. We're all super intrigued by that stuff. I mean, look, look at making a murderer. And this is kind of like going into how I deal with my podcast. Uh, look at making a murderer. Everybody is so intrigued by that show. Like, what is what do you feel is the reason why people are so intrigued by that show? Super. I don't know. I don't, you know, I tried to watch that show, too, but I fell asleep. But I fall asleep during like I'm the type of person that puts a movie on and like 10 minutes later. I'm like, right. I think. Uh, I know, I know you like true crime, uh, and you enjoy comedy. Uh, I would recommend if you get a chance. You can't watch it around the kids, but um, American Vandal. It's a new Netflix show. It is okay. hilarious. I'm writing that down right now. It's it's a fake true crime mockumentary. Okay. It's awesome. it's so good. <laughs> I I can't recommend it enough. And it's definitely not for kids. All right. Uh, uh but. Just watch the watch the trailer, and if it if it hits you in the right way, it's it's so worth it. Okay, American Vandal. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. All right. Well, you know what? So it, so Charles, if somebody wanted to get like in touch with you, or so they they can find you on the Something Random podcast. Pretty much, if you look up Something Random on any form of media, we're there. Um, 
uh, you can find us on Facebook at Something Random Media. You can find us on Twitter. At, uh, it's S M S M T N G uh, R N D M or T H N G R N D M or just look up Something Random on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Podbean, where our podcast is located. Mm-hmm. You can find us on email. You can email us at info at somethingrandommedia.com. You can find us at, uh, on our website, uh, somethingrandommedia.com. Uh, pretty much we're everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> you have to be these. Uh, yeah, to try to, I mean, I'm I'm trying to limit my social media. I posted about it this morning. I'm so over. I, I spent five minutes on social media this morning. And I already hate the world. So I'm going to try to step back a little bit yeah. and not spend so much time on Twitter because it makes me angry. Good choice. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Well, but not, but, but if people wanted to contact you, then you would not hate it. But, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, 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 I say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to spend any time on social media. That's definitely a lie. Let's be real here. I'm going to jump on immediately after this podcast to go on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm on Facebook right now. Let's 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 be honest. I'm literally looking at Facebook right now. Perfect, perfect. Well, yeah. we'll we'll let you get to that. But I'm so okay. happy that you came to do this, Charles. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, I love talking to you too. I love the the pearl of wisdom that you have for your mom. I loved the the advice that you had for for people that are going through grief. And I think that I, I'm really hoping that this helps other people, and um, you know, they get a chance to hear hear how you deal with it with humor, which I think is super legit like that's a great way to deal with things uh thanks and i think you're awesome oh i think you're pretty rad too awesome well thanks charles I had a great time talking with Charles today and I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Pearls for My Mom, the podcast. I really hope you have a chance to go check out Charles's podcast. It is called The Something Random Podcast. It is very funny and if you want an episode recommendation, I would say episode 17 is a standout for me. They talk about Star Trek, Uh, Batman and Robin there's Owen Wilson impressions going on and they talk about who would play you in a biopic FYI mine is Drew Barrymore so if you need some comedy in your life head on over to the something random podcast it's very very fun as always if you enjoyed our episode today there are many ways to support our podcast you can hit subscribe share with your friends and leave that five star iTunes review If you are feeling particularly generous, you can head on over to our Patreon account and pledge a couple of dollars to get some great rewards. For questions, comments, suggestions, or if you'd like to tell your own story, my email is share at pearlsfrommymom.com. Until next time, I'm Jessica Hot, your host. Keep on sharing to keep the legacy alive.